Welcome to Sensitive Sundays, a show where we normalize vulnerability and pretend like tomorrow is not Monday. My name's Alyssa. And my name's Carly. And today we're talking about being our age, our current age, kind of our stage of life, mm-hmm. how we're feeling about it, where we're at. It's getting to check in and see, you know, what it's like being able to mark this as a time in our lives and yeah. talk through it. Yeah, and for listeners who don't know, Carly and I both just turned 27 recently, and um, I believe this is the age where it kind of marks that we're in our later 20s. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how people think or how they feel about that. I know the research that I did into this topic, a lot of people said that they think that 27 means, okay, I've hit my late 20s. I feel like 26, you're kind of like, well... I was just 25, so that's kind of my mid uh-huh. still. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> we're in our later 20s now, and we're kind of just figuring our ish out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm excited to go into this topic. Um, yeah, but too. before we begin, Carly, uh-huh. what are you feeling sensitive about this Sunday? It's a great question, Alyssa. I always say that it's a great question because it it really is. Mm -hmm. I've been feeling really emotional lately about a lot of different things, but I've been, you know, crying a lot more. And I think that's something that I'm, I mean, I feel good about it. Like, it's really nice that I'm feeling so deeply, but it's also like a lot at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's been a lot of like revelations and things that have, that have caused me to feel that way. So it's really just, I guess, generally, I'm feeling more sensitive, and that's my sensitivity. Um, I like I watched this movie Past Lives on the plane back from from New York. I went to visit my partner's family with mm-hmm. him, and it just like struck me in such a good way. And so, oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else cries to movies on planes, but <laughs> I'm um, sure it happens. It definitely did. Nice. Um, so it's like that plus a lot of other things, concerts and music and talking to people that I love and care about. And So it's not particularly any like <laughs> bad things going on that's causing you to feel sensitive. It's just an accumulation of different emotions. Yeah, yeah just so much emotion lately yeah. that all I can do is like cry it out. Uh-huh. Well, I'll also say that you – um Carly loves the sunshine, and now that summer is kind of coming to a close and we're experiencing a little bit more gloomy weather in San Diego, I feel like possibly that could be affecting you, do you think? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it I was, don't know. It was really nice yesterday. So True, true. So I think it just depends on the, the day and the time. I think I'm also... I've given myself a lot of energy lately or I've like expressed a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. I might just also be exhausted. Traveling is really hard, especially on the body. Um, and I feel like especially like your circadian rhythm and stuff can really get messed up because yeah. when you travel, you just don't get the right sleep that you typically do, which I know you you struggle with sleep a little bit here and there. But um, it's interesting how much good sleep versus bad sleep can really affect you. So hopefully you get some good sleep <laughs> soon. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's probably pretty normal to go through phases where you're like more or less emotional. I know for me, it's just been that way where things have been good and I've been fine and I haven't been feeling a lot. And there are times when it's like, whoa, I feel so many things at once all the yeah. time. So, and I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people. I know, especially like being a woman that's like part of my life and I guess part of a lot of people's especially you know with cycles and things like that it 
definitely plays a role. Absolutely. And I appreciate you being willing to be open about it and vulnerable because no one really particularly likes to talk about Mm. crying and being emotional a lot since it's still seen as some type of weakness when it really isn't. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Alyssa, what are you, <laughs> what are you feeling sensitive about on this Sunday? Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> Alyssa gave me a look, and I didn't know what it meant, and then I realized what it meant. And that's why I asked. This I tried way. to give a little subtle cue. <laughs> um, I think I'm feeling sensitive about being too hard on myself, mm. which I think is a daily struggle that I have. Um, obviously everyone's aware of all the different things going on with me in terms of not having a job and, and my body image stuff. But I think just in general, even just talking about my passions, I recently, uh, opened up Logic X Pro on my, sorry, Logic Pro X, I think, whichever one it is, <laughs> on my computer and started doing some tutorial work to learn how to do more of like music technology and recording because that mm -hmm. is what I'm passionate about. And I find myself hitting this roadblock every time I open it up because even though I'm doing it, I'm feeling excited and thinking, oh, this really isn't as difficult as I keep building it up in my brain to be. Mm -hmm. As soon as I close the program and I think about having to open it up again, I just feel so much anxiety and like, I don't know how to what to call it but mm. um i just i think part of what stops me from working on it is that i just feel like i'm gonna do poorly no matter what which is mm. absolutely ridiculous because if anything i feel the most confident about it than i have before mm. so this whole idea of being hard on myself it's kind of preventing me from being able to move forward and learn and really build and create something. So yeah. I'm feeling sensitive about not being able to get myself to just do the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Essentially. And I can understand you feeling, you know, like worried and, yeah. and that fear. I feel like my fear gets in the way of me doing things all the time too, especially mm -hmm. fear of failure, fear of you not doing as well as I know you and I want to especially because we're perfectionists, yep. it makes it really hard to be okay with it not being perfect the first time. It really is a weakness sometimes, perfectionism. I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's funny that people say that at interviews, you shouldn't say that being a perfectionist is your weakness when you're asked that question, but I genuinely feel like it can be my weakness mm -hmm. or is my weakness sometimes. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... No, no, you didn't. I think you're totally right. And, you know, I think I've been working on it with my therapist too, you know, going into situations that are new or situations where I know I'm unpracticed and being okay with just seeing what happens or being okay with knowing that I'm trying my best and that it'll get better. Mm -hmm. Going into things for the first time, sometimes I don't think about it and then I do it and I'm like, oh, that feels really bad. Yeah. So, you know, I guess mentally prepping yourself too maybe could help like – not yeah. that you want advice, but... No, no, I appreciate the advice. And I, I think that's something I've learned about myself recently is when I approach things without taking it so seriously, I tend to do better. Mm. <laughs> I tend to not have as many mental blocks and I just am able to produce something a lot faster, mm -hmm. whether it's like getting chores done or working on a song or mm -hmm. whatever 
the task might be. So yeah, that's something I'm definitely working on. If if you have any advice, listeners and Carly, for how to stop taking things so seriously, I would love to hear it because that's that's definitely a big issue of mine. Yeah. That is 100% holding me back in different elements. So mm-hmm. yeah. You're not alone in that either. So I'm you know, hopeful to to see some other people saying the same things or at least giving advice on what they do to not take things as seriously or to be okay with the results. Right. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, cool. Let's get into our topic. Okay. So again, today we're talking about our age, especially being 27 um, what kind of expectations are set upon us, what reality we re- actually live in. Just we're going to go through some questions of things like that. We Are we where we, hope, we hoped we would be at this age? Mm-hmm. Um, are there things that we're excelling at? Are there things that we could be doing better? Um, but especially honing in on those expectations because I feel like I, I mean, I'll say especially for women, there are a lot of expectations around this age. Mm-hmm. So Um, Would you like to kick us off with anything in particular, Carly? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything exact that I'm thinking about at the moment. We have a lot of different notes about different aspects of this. But I think, you know, the question that we kind of started off asking ourselves is, are we where we hoped we'd be Mm -hmm. at this age? And I think it's an interesting question because I don't really know exactly where I hoped I'd be at 27. I think obviously at different ages growing up, you had certain expectations and as you get older those expectations obviously shift because like if you had asked me back in I don't know elementary school where I looked at life in a very black and white way Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't as exposed to what the world is actually like I probably thought yeah by 27 I'll be married and I'll probably even be (laughs) having a kid and I'll probably be working some job with a house and blah 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 yeah But obviously, as you get older, you realize how difficult all of that is to obtain. And also, that may not be the goal as much at that age. Plus, just with how the climate of society and the economy is, um, that's not really a reality for everybody. So, But like later on in high school, I think my mind changed into thinking, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll be married, but I probably won't have kids until my early 30s or something and uh then even later on even now i'm like oh god (laughs) i don't know if i'll uh if i want to get married quite yet i'm 27 and i can't really imagine being married tomorrow but my sister got married at 27 i believe yeah Mm -hmm. she got married at 27 and that it's just different for everybody what about you what were your expectations growing up Yeah, I mean, I think I had the same expectations, you know, the house and my mom always told me, you know, this like mythical thing that like when you're 27, you know who you are and what you want and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think it's really interesting because she would always say like, don't get married until you're at least 27. I think she got engaged or married around 27 to my dad. So I think it's, it's really funny, I guess, to hear it now and be in this space where I'm like, oh, I, I guess I know more of what I want. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty firm in who I am and what I believe and, yeah. you know, what I want in life. And I think I have people around me that I like a lot more than when I was younger. Right. But at the same time, like, I'm definitely not owning property. I'm definitely not um, 
you know, making maybe the salary that I want to be making or, you know, I at least have the career, but it's, you know, it doesn't feel like uh, adulthood in the way that I guess I was expecting it to. Right. I I can relate a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, we have friends that we see that are at different stages of their lives. Like some people might be quote unquote more successful than we are. There are people who have multiple children already that are our age and that just blows my mind (laughs) and and so on and so on some people are traveling all around the world and I'm like how do you have the funds to do that Mm -hmm. and everybody comes from different backgrounds so it's kind of like you can't compare yourself but and you also choose you've made decisions in your life to lead you to where you are yeah obviously where you're born and your upbringing kind of can dictate a little bit too of course but like you said with your mom saying that you shouldn't get married until 27 some other people have families that are like no you should get married and have children right Mm -hmm. away so um my parents didn't have kids and get married until early to mid 30s so it's it's kind of interesting i wonder if we just really follow in our parents footsteps in terms of the the I don't know the expectations I think it's reasonable that our expectations are going to come from our parents right like a huge (laughs) model of what the future looks like in a way and Mm -hmm. it's easy to see you know like if they do it this way that's the way to do it It, but the other models we have are like movies and I don't even know like I the media is like a big basis for me to fit my expectations heck yeah because in the movies they like They tend to show people our age who are working these big, high-paying corporate jobs and that they live in these penthouses or, obviously, if it's a different movie, they could be out in the middle of nowhere still figuring their life out. So, you know, in some ways, it's like it's nice because the media is trying to portray different versions, but at the same time, like, even in that scenario of the person living in the middle of nowhere trying to figure their life out, all of a sudden this big life-altering opportunity shows up without them even seeking it. And Mm -hmm. that's just not how life is. Uh I mean, from my perspective, (laughs) you got to work towards these big moments and and big altering moments. So, yeah, I don't – it's – yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I'm, I'm stopping myself there. That's okay. I think I think you're right. In some ways, it's very mythical, this like idea of how success is made, this idea of how we progress in right. life, especially as adults. I think our expectations, or at least mine, come from, you know, like that that movie idea of like something big just happens to you or you just like run into the right person or I don't know. It's a when in real life it's like a buildup of events that you choose yourself to to follow through on at the end of the day, like you have to purposefully apply to grad school and apply to jobs and you try to network like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Like you, you don't just like run into the right person at the right time all the time. Absolutely. I like, obviously you and I won't say that it's not possible for that magical moment to happen yeah. in people's lives, but it's definitely not as likely. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as likely as having to work for it. So I think the the uh, fantasy side of me kind of hopes that that'll still happen, that I'll just run into someone that's like, here is your perfect life on a silver platter. Mm. I will give you your dream job and 
your dream home and blah, blah, blah. But that's just not going to happen. And Mm -hmm. I think in some ways having that mindset is setting me up for failure. And Mm -hmm. that could definitely be the case for other people as well. So just be uh, mindful that magic does exist Uh in that sense, I mean. But it's also (laughs) good to be in tune with reality. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's so funny that, you know, when we were brainstorming ideas about talking about this time of our lives – it makes me feel so skeptical about the present and the future and stuff. Like it feels like such a negative topic when really it's just like what it is at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's negative because we tend to look at it in a more negative sense. Mm -hmm. Like when you're entering your 20s, all anybody feels is excitement because Mm -hmm. there's so much opportunity and possibility coming your way. And then when your 20s are kind of starting to come to a close, you're like, well, what happened to all those opportunities and exciting moments? Like, they happened, but is it over? Like, mm. I'm still only 27. Why Why is it feeling like it's – what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a big moment of confusion of if you're not feeling like you're where you're meant to be, then you feel even more lost. And even when you do feel like you're where you – are meant to be or that you've worked really hard to get to this moment, you still kind of yearn for more. Mm. And I think that's just being human, though. Everybody's always looking for more, whether it's like making more money, having more life experiences, like traveling, having mm-hmm. more friends. Like everybody's always looking for more because life is, to me, seeking out everything you can experience. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, something about the number 27, it kind of feels like that door is closing of mm. all of – because, there, you know, there's certain, like, societal expectations in terms of what you're allowed to do at certain ages. Like, mm-hmm. when you hit your 30s and probably, like, your 40s, there, there's this mindset of you can't dress a certain way anymore. And I yeah. think that's so – that's definitely a topic we should go into about, like, you can't wear crop tops and booty shorts anymore. And it's like, Yeah. I can wear crop tops and booty shorts. Like, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's also weird because we haven't been there yet. Like, I don't know. You know, I think for me, even now, I look at people who are 10 years younger than us. And I'm like, okay, wow. They really are babies. They really are young. Yeah. I look – I before, I would have been like, no, you're my equal. And now I'm like, wow, I can feel the difference. Yeah. Someone who's 21, 22, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm 27. Mm -hmm. I feel that. (laughs) So would you say in terms of like health, do you feel anything different in your body in terms of being in your later 20s? Um, I mean, in some ways, but I don't know if that's necessarily because of my age or if that's because of my like health difficulties, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I think for me, I'm more aware of it now, whereas okay. before I would just like fight through and be like, oh, I can... I'll do it anyway, you know? Right, right. So maybe there's less resilience about (laughs) having, like, uh, difficulties or feeling not as good, you know? Like, I would just get up and do whatever I need to do if I was sick most of the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, now it's like I'm out when I'm not feeling well. So I don't know if that's a change in age. I don't know if that's a change in like physical stuff I right. I go to the doctor a lot more than I did when I was a kid too because yeah. there are a lot more things that you have to like get checked regularly like you have right. to start getting pap smears at 25 you have to start going to the dermatologist so that 
you can like check for cancerous moles. You have to like start doing all these extra care pieces, you know, like eventually we're going to have to start um, getting like, what is it? The breast exams? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's it? Is there a name for that? I know there is. I just don't know it off the top of my Mm. head. Mammograms? Mammograms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to start getting mammograms Ugh. at some point, and and that looks awful. Have you ever? But, yeah, have you seen those? <clears throat> they, they like squish your. Boob? They like just yeah. stick your boob in like it's a sandwich and press it down <laughs> press it like down. it's a panini yeah, that, press. It it's looks terrible. Awful. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't awful. done it yet, but I don't want to. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So that in that way, that's how I see health changing. Is like, oh, we have to do more and more things to take care of our health as we get older. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's because our body's not as regenerative as it is when we're younger yeah i i like that you brought up like the dermatologist because to me i feel like you know it starts to get pressed on you that oh well you're not gonna be looking as young anymore Mm. so and the whole ideal is to maintain your youthful glow and Mm -hmm. i know that like i've spent a lot of money on on skincare type products and i am constantly like i was scrolling on my phone late last night just looking at under eye creams because Mm. i i have sensitive skin and whatever i Mm mean i rub my eyes a lot and that's really for the record if you notice you're someone who rubs their eyes a lot please try to stop because that's some of the most sensitive skin on your body and the more you rub it the more um irritation it causes anyway i'm just huh. trying to give a little psa <laughs> try to stop rubbing your eyes it's good health wise too you'll you won't get sick as much but it's just you you'll start developing uh lines and and uh different irritants whatever just don't rub your eyes is all yeah. i'm saying <laughs> if you can help it but yeah i when i asked you this question about feeling like if your body's changing i was going to say that like I noticed that I pop and crack a little more, but oh, yeah. I actually don't know if that's true because I've always popped and yeah. cracked so much. But I do feel like I'm not moving as much as I did when I was mm-hmm. younger. So that could also be a big reason why I, yeah. I feel that way. But yeah. And this is also, you know, based on our lives here where, you know, we it's walking is not something that you really do in Southern California, the public transportation is horrible here. Stupid? We're it's... always sitting. God. So, so I think part of it too is being 27 in a location where you're kind of stuck sitting most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to really choose to be active to to do it. Right. Like go, at our age, we don't get PE in the same way that we did in no. school. We don't get you know those opportunities to walk from one side of a campus to another. Like in college, it's not the same if you don't have a job where where that's the case. Right. I I notice I do my most walking when I'm like on vacation or traveling mm-hmm. because usually anywhere else we are there's more walking opportunities. So yeah. that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, um let's go into a bit more of like the expectations at our age like in terms of um like jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh do you feel like you're at the level of work that you were hoping to be at, let's just say like back in high school, the expectation in high school, are you where you were hoping you would be? I think I am. Um, I'm, you know, I've started my career. Mm-hmm. I'm not specialized in anything yet necessarily, but I feel like I'm good at my job. Right. And it's stable. Mm-hmm. So I think in that way, 
I'm where I need to be, but I know not everyone at this age is. Some people are still looking or figuring out, you know, what's right for them. Right. But do you feel like you're where you want to be? Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, if you had asked me a year ago when I had my job, I think I still would have said no because yeah. even though I was at a job that paid me well and I was in management, um, I still wasn't working in a field that was a part of my passion. So in some cases, like, yes, I would have – I felt more accomplished then than I do now, but I also don't feel like I was really living to my true potential, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, but again, this might also just be the mindset of me always wanting to do better and push harder and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm not really sure. But like if I asked my high school self, I would say, yeah, she's she's doing okay, but she could be doing better. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, definitely right now, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to take that back. In terms of work stuff, no. But in terms of, like, me living in my own apartment on my own with mm -hmm. my partner and two cats and a fridge full of food and a car with gasoline that is running perfectly fine, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is definitely where I was hoping to be. But, yeah, there's there's all these different factors in life, and mm -hmm. it's I wish – for more and I wish for different but I do think overall I'm I'm in a good place yeah <laughs> but yeah jobs are just hard for everybody absolutely right now, so. especially right now it's not that uh, nobody's feeling good it sounds like about the job market or very few people are from yes what I understand so you're not alone in it either you know i just can't wait for the day when i can get on this podcast and say yo guys i got a job <laughs> everybody's gonna be like thank god she's not gonna talk about oh, being unemployed anymore <laughs> but anyway yeah i do you have anything more to say about the expectation of work at this mm, age no i mean i think i guess we we expect that we're gonna be doing like our first career moves now you know right. like i think the thing is that before this life stage, like before getting out of college, you just assume that you're going to be working whatever job is there, mm -hmm. you know? Like I, for me, I worked at the libraries when I was in college for all of my college experience. And I worked – I was like, oh, it would be a dream to work at a library and a bakery at the same time. So, like, I did that. Yeah. And so I think the thing is, like, work-wise, before you decide whatever career you jump into, like, you're just doing random stuff, mm -hmm. which I think is really funny that, like – before you get to, I guess, the stage of life, which is around the time that most, like, people who take the university track right. end up, you know, get, getting to is, like, we have done random jobs that have that have also kind of, like, prompted who we are, mm -hmm. our work ethic, kind of taught us some things, even if they were, like, bad jobs or jobs where, you know, Like you entry doing jobs, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I get what you mean because, like, my willingness to work certain jobs at that age is very different from now because especially after getting a degree and stuff, I feel like I have a certain level of authority in terms of being able to go for those higher level jobs that I would have never attempted before. Mm -hmm. And not that I look down at these other jobs that I used to pursue, but I, I just feel like I 
deserve more than that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's what's holding me back and I need to go back to Starbucks. But I really don't want to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I, really I don't, don't want I don't, to. I think I totally get that it feels like a step backwards to do something that we would have done right back then too. And I guess it depends, you know, on what you think about jobs and what your expectations are, right? Maybe you know, I always talk about progress and therapy mm-hmm. and progress isn't linear. You're not just going to keep continuing to improve and improve and improve. You're right. going to, you know, take a step, attempt something, see if it works. If it doesn't, then it's progress in a different way because you learned, you know, something that doesn't work for you or you, le- you learned something, but it's not just success after success. We have right. to try and experiment and fail to get better and to learn kind of what we need. So if for you, like going to a job that's not paying you as much as you want to be, but it's still paying, you know, if that's if that's what you're looking for, like, I guess it's a bad intention at the end of the day. Like, I just want to do something for right now that's going to help me not feel insecure or whatever it is. And that's one thing. Or I want to dedicate my time to continuing to look for the thing that's right for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that there are two different intentions in that, but both are progress in one way because you're doing something to help yourself at the end of the day. Right. I agree. I I do want to make a point that like, when you're in your early 20s, it I think it's a really good thing to try out a bunch of different jobs because mm-hmm. it kind of helps not only what you just said, pick up all these different skills that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to pick up on with um, without doing the job, but also you kind of get a better idea of what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you are a really big people person and you do like working in customer service related jobs, or maybe you absolutely hate it and you want to be hiding behind a computer screen or something Mm -hmm. all day because you enjoy that kind of solitude within your work. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are someone who's at that stage in your life where you're like, I wish I could just have my career, but you're like in your early 20s, tell yourself it's okay to kind of experiment with different things because you're not going to know what the right career is for you unless you try out a bunch of different things. And also your future job will prefer seeing that you're a very well-rounded person that Mm -hmm. you've tried different elements like I I I probably have worked maybe eight different jobs Mm. maybe a little less than that but from all over the place mostly food industry but um I have done things like worked in schools I've worked in a hospital Mm -hmm. I've worked at a university like just all over the place different administrative things too so it's just good to have a variety but yeah I think when you're at 27 (laughs) You're like, well, I have all this experience and I know that I like this, this and this and that I hate this, this and this. So it's also the hunt of looking for the positions. So. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we've talked enough about, no, about jobs. <laughs> I know. I agree. And I guess last bit, Felissa and I like to try to do research before these things. So we looked up some stuff about you know, 27 year olds or about like kind of what this age our article from 2014 kind of reviewed the Census Bureau information. And one of the pieces that they noted back then was that 27 year olds in the US have had an average of six jobs over their life so far. Mm. So you know, I think that matches kind of about where where you and I have been at too in terms of what we've done before getting to this stage. So I guess knowing that like we're gonna have a lot of different jobs and if in the last 10 years we've had like eight jobs or six jobs or whatever, 
you know, I think it's reasonable to say we'll probably have more than just whatever this one job is that we're currently doing too. So Yeah, uh, I do think it also depends on what field you're going into when you have a more specialized track ahead of you. Some people like back in high school, if they like know what they want to do, they try to gear their jobs towards that kind of field. So like they just work jobs that they that's geared towards what they're going to do. Like if if they want to do something in administrative work, they Mm -hmm. try to find office related jobs, whether you're just like helping around. But um, yeah, jobs, fun stuff. We love talking about work in yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Like my brain is broken right now. <laughs> what, uh, Alyssa, in terms of expectations, you know, what uh, other expectations do you feel like you had for this point in your life? And do you feel like they've been met or what, like, is the reality different? Well, I want to bring up traveling because I did have a lot of expectations for myself in terms of that by mm-hmm. this age. I kind of thought I was going to have traveled a lot by now. It's funny because I'm not a huge traveling person. Traveling gives me anxiety, but at the same time, I love it too because I love experiencing different things and different Mm -hmm. cultures and and different people. And I just, I kind of had expected that I would have gone back to Europe again and gone to other different areas of the world. And the thing is, I also I'm grateful for the amount that I have done because I have done a decent amount. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of people who haven't been to Europe yet. And I had that opportunity when I was 17. Mm -hmm. What were you expecting, Alyssa? You were expecting like months of travel by this time or like having expected gone to more places? (laughs) Like I guess I was expecting to like have gone with like a group of girls kind Mm -hmm. of like I think of like the movie sister of the traveling pants when Mm -hmm. they all go travel together and stuff and I just they did do that right I can't remember I don't remember I'm pretty sure I think they did something like that I can't remember they're they were friends before and then they all went to different places I think right the pants traveled to with all of them. them and that's like the okay maybe that's a bad example but whatever <laughs> make up this movie with me where they all kind of go traveling together I just I kind of dreamt of doing that when I was younger mm-hmm. thinking that I would have all these fun experiences and and moments to look back on and I I feel like that's an expectation to me is that you do all of that in your 20s mm. not as much in your 30s which i now know is complete bs because my mom she went backpacking in europe in her early 30s mm-hmm. i think i think it might have been her late 20s but i'm pretty sure it was in her 30s who's to say that i couldn't do it then but yeah, yeah. i mean your mom is still traveling around the u.s today like she it's, definitely it's not is. like you you stop after your 30s either you just you know you throughout our whole lives we'll be traveling it's just at a different pace than I guess you were expecting it to be and with different people maybe than we were expecting it to be at this point well in a different experience when you're different ages I Mm -hmm. think when you're younger there's a little bit more opportunity a different type of opportunity versus when you're older but I mean you still went to Vegas and partied (laughs) it out so I sure did (laughs) just just two weeks ago or something yeah gosh yeah I've done a lot of traveling this year I went to Vegas Tennessee Oregon New York Mm -hmm. that's that's a lot Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're not doing anything yeah I'm definitely taking advantage of this unemployment time but Uh (laughs) what about you in terms of traveling are you where have you been doing as much as you were hoping you'd be doing at this point 
I think so in some ways. You know, like I, I went to Europe this year, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been traveling to the East Coast a lot more because my partner's family lives out there. And so we've been you know, trying to spend more time with them and do you know, East Coast things sometimes. So that's been nice. I didn't really have expectations, I think, about travel as much. I guess part of me always had this like fantasy about living abroad, like, mm-hmm. you know, doing a work for a stay program somewhere yeah. like Wolfing at the same time. You know, I think I'm in this place right now where I'm like not feeling as adventurous and willing to throw caution to the wind kind of about these things. Like I think wolfing and wanting to own a home someday don't really match in the same way, you know, like financially I can't save for the things that I want to do in the near future if I'm doing things that blow a lot of my money in like time and career, you know, on a put them on a pause or cause them to be less, I guess, than they could be right now if I'm working full time and living in a place with like cheaper rent or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. It's a lot to juggle. I feel like everyone in our age group is kind of dealing with that. Like someone like you, for example, who's had a consistent job for a few years now, Mm -hmm. excuse me, and um, has a stable relationship, at least from what I can tell on the outside, uh-huh. <laughs> and so on and so forth, the support of family and et cetera. But the different directions you could go in your life is kind of all over the place. You could decide that you're going to commit yourself to learning a new specialty in your work. You could decide to drop everything and use all the money that you've saved to go traveling. Mm-hmm. You could instead start investing into real estate and and go that route there's so many different opportunities and it's just a matter of which one do you want to do yeah and or like do you want to settle down with your partner like that mm-hmm. there's the expectation of that too like i feel like this is the age when you start hearing from people like oh did you find the one are you gonna get married like yeah especially at my sister's wedding I feel like my family members are like, you're next, Alyssa. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I think I feel the same way. Like, I think my expectation was that, okay, like, you're if you're going to get married around 27, whoever you're dating is going to be the person. And, like, yeah. and I, my partner and I talk about it. And I think, you know, it. I could see it going that direction. But mm-hmm. I also at the same time you know, I'm open to whatever happens, you know, in the next couple of years, who, you know, who knows at the end of the day. But I, I think that right now I'm not in a place where I'm like, oh, I'm getting married. Like, right. You know, it's, it's something to look forward to and, you know, hope, I guess, that this is the person that, that I might get married to. But also at the same time, like, I think I've learned by this point, that's part of the, the wisdom of being 27, right? Is that like, what you expect and plan for doesn't necessarily go that way. Right. And so I'm also leaving that opportunity open at the same time that like I'm not in a place right now where I'm going to get married, you know, anytime soon. But at the same time, you know, in a couple of years, my mom had me get an astrology reading for my 20, was it 26th birthday? I think it was. That sounds right. It was not this summer, but last summer. Uh And she told me, that my like marriage window is like a Saturn return or something like that. And that's like when a big life moment for you, like a big 
time for things to happen and i'm not an astrology person i was gonna say i know nothing about astrology Um, she was saying my like marriage window for the first time opens up when i'm 29 and a half Oh, very specific. So specific. She like had a whole book and like I'm kind of functioning off of maybe that idea. Not to say that that's for certain or that's what's happening. But (laughs) did you tell your partner that? uh, I think we've talked about it. (laughs) That's so funny. It's not exact, but like, I mean, I guess I'll hear now. But like, (laughs) (laughs) but that's kind of where I'm functioning off of is like, now is not the right time. Maybe later, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm so open to the idea and I know marriage is like a big concept for everyone and everyone has different opinions about you know what it means if what the sanctity of it is I think I'm always like a little bit scared that something's gonna change in the relationship and that it won't be the partnership that it is now I guess yeah so that's that's always on the back burner for me so at the same time like I'm really happy with where I'm at right now in terms of my romantic relationships in terms of like developing friendships and having you know consistent stable friendships with people that I trust and love and care about Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where I'm at is like relationship wise overall I'm really happy Mm -hmm. it's not maybe where I thought it was going to be but I also don't know exactly what I was expecting anyway right right yeah it's interesting like I was going to ask you how you think your partner feels about in terms of of getting married in 20s versus 30s not not to like make it so he's speaking on behalf of all men because <laughs> same with us we're not speaking on behalf of all women but I do feel like you know for women we if you're thinking about having kids and stuff there's this this clock for us mm-hmm. of like well you can't wait until I'm pretty sure it's like 35 is when they recommend like stopping stopping yeah just because more complications are likely to happen if you do it after that and i know you and i are kind of on the side of not really sure if we want to have kids so it's different but we know a lot of people that like my sister for example she's just so ready to have a family but for men it's like that's always at least portrayed in media It's like they want to wait later and later. And I think that's why we always see men in media with younger women, because for Mm. women, they they can't wait later. But for guys, they can and they want to. So I'm curious, like for guys in our age group, I'm sure they can be understanding to that. But if they are still in that same mindset of, well, well, I want to wait till I'm 38 or 40 even before I start a family. How do you think your partner feels that way in any way? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I think I think he's pretty open to whatever it seems like. Like not to say he's free go with the flow whatever about yeah, yeah. the situation, but I think we're kind of just sitting and waiting. Yeah, know, yeah. At the moment like enjoying what's what's here. Well, and you guys haven't been together for I mean, you've been together for a while, but not like a crazy not even a year time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like it's a it's a big concept and you know we're both happy with the idea in the moment right now he was saying something like yeah 30 is a good time to it was either about real estate or it was about marriage i don't remember which mm, one okay. but it was <laughs> <laughs> two very different things <laughs> two very different things but it was just one of those things where it's like okay in the future like i could see it happening right but i think you know, especially because this is his first relationship. I don't really know necessarily where he's at or, you yeah. know, what he's thinking. And I guess maybe he can comment and 
let us know or he can text me i guess after he listens Putting him to him on blast yeah. right now and i know his friends listen to this too so this is going to be really interesting for me to hear oh this God, i, can't I wait mean to what hear. do you what do you think about your partner because i know your partner is like a little bit younger yeah yeah i um actually i had this conversation with him recently i think last night actually because yeah he's a couple years younger than me his parents had him at a very young age and it wasn't planned Mm -hmm. so and his dad has kind of from what i've heard has kind of hounded him about not getting married until you're in your 30s Hmm. that he just doesn't think it's a good idea why do you think that that is like why do you think that he's picked the 30s to be like the the time when it's okay like why not wait till 40 why not wait till 50 just based on his own personal experience i think he didn't i my assumption is his dad didn't really know what he wanted and he kind of bases it off the psychology of men's developmental brains and stuff and how like you're not really 100 percent yourself until your 30s for dudes as for women it's younger i think like when women are 25 or something is when they kind of develop into who they really are and their Mm. morals and stuff and for men it's a little bit later i don't know i would want to look up the the actual research on that yeah i don't want to just say that blankly but um yeah i think for him he supposedly did the research and told my partner that he his son that he <laughs> he should wait until his 30s but i do think that's mostly fear based on his own experience yeah. and um and my partner has chosen to listen to him and 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 I think he was, he would be willing to kind of go against it, but at the same time, he'd rather stick to what he's comfortable with, and yeah. I, as, as would I. So there, but like if he and I ever were to get married and want to start a family, there, I have told him I'm like, I am older than you, so this is something that we would genuinely need to talk about if that's something we want to do. But both yeah. of us, fortunately, are not in the place to. Like, we just do not want kids right now. Yeah. So it's okay right now, but it is something we should talk about if we ever change our minds. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'd really be curious to hear from our male audience how they feel about it. Like, I mean, I know some people don't even believe in marriage and don't want to pursue something like that. But if you do, what age and starting a family too, what age feels right to you? Maybe that can be a question that we hear back from our audience. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I think overall, I guess, you know, while it comes with all of these pieces of difference, I guess, from between our expectations and reality, I think there are some positive pieces to being the age that we're at, you know, both being young enough to still pass in a lot of ways for Mm -hmm. doing or like doing doing things that, you know, older people would say are they're too old for things like right. that like yeah. we're we're young enough that we can do young people things but we're also old enough that we're mature enough to understand the limits kind of where we're at draw the line you know i think it's much more acceptable in you know my age group and my friend group now to be like i'm gonna pass i'm not gonna go out tonight actually i'm just gonna like stay in and watch tv or whatever like yeah i think it's it's much more valid to be a homebody, I guess, when <laughs> when you're this age. Yeah, I do feel like that mindset of caring a little less of what other people think has definitely initiated. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they always say that as you get older, you start to just care a little less of what other people think. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the beginning of that has made its way into my brain a little bit. It's still not like 
to the degree that I'm sure it'll be when I'm in my 50s or something. But yeah, that whole mindset of, oh, I'm not going to be cool if I don't go out every weekend. I I know myself. I know that I love to go out and have fun with friends, but mm-hmm. I also love my alone time is another thing. And I, I respect that about myself and, mm-hmm. and my friends around me when they make that decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of things change, you know, when we're at this age, but I really appreciate, you know, the knowledge and wisdom that we have as well as the like freedom and and abilities for us to choose ourselves first at this point in a way that we haven't before. And I know there's so much more to dive into, I guess, about the stage of life and that sort of thing. So maybe we'll do another episode in the future, but I feel like this is a good place to pause for right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If if anyone feels like there was more we could talk about, we would be more than happy to talk about this. We do have a lot of friends that I think listen to this around our age group. So I'm I'm really curious what everyone is going to be thinking as they listen to this maybe Mm -hmm. they will see things a little differently or maybe they'll be in agreement but yeah that's that's us in our being 27 right now (laughs) yeah yes the 27 club the 27 club Uh not not in the way that it is uh otherwise known as which is do you know the 27 club no i don't like uh a lot of celebrities die at 27 like Kurt Cobain, amy winehouse yeah well, like a- now I have something to be anxious about. What the heck, Carly? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up. That's so funny. All right. Well, we're going to switch to our segment, which is a throwback analysis of a photo that Carly or I have picked. And Carly found a photo of us. from. It's from our, our high school graduation pictures that we took together. Yeah, we had a little photo shoot in the park and we just decided we were going to like break it down, like what was going on in the image, how we were feeling, what we were doing exactly, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to be posting this image on our social media accounts. So if you want to take a look at it so you can have an idea of what we're talking about, <laughs> I'll have it posted on the day that we post on this our episode, Instagram so. at sensitive Sundays dot podcast. Yes. Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. So in this image, we are at the park that is very close to my neighborhood where I grew up. <clears throat> and right next to our middle school, right? Right next to our middle school, which is really funny. That's where where Alyssa and I met. And even though we didn't graduate from the same high school, we did graduate at the same-ish time, Mm -hmm. I believe, right? And um, we got our little cap and gown. I'm trying to find a way to describe the photo. (laughs) Thank you. Carly's got some bright red lipstick. I think that was your look at the time. You were wearing a lot of bright (laughs) red red lipstick. lipstick. I loved it. I thought it was such a... I just think brunettes rock red lipstick really well. So I, I loved when you were going through that and... Looks like you're wearing like a a black dress with red roses on it, which matches nicely with the lipstick. Thank you. (laughs) Alyssa and I are both wearing our our cap and gowns and Uh we're kind of like laughing and holding hands in the picture. I'm kind of making a little derpy face while Carly's (laughs) just cracking up. I'm pretty sure we were having an awkward moment because I either just stopped kissing your cheek or I was about <laughs> to kiss your cheek or something and or maybe you said something funny I don't know I don't but it was such a fun moment to me I think I was feeling just excited for both of us because yeah. we had reached this point where we were about to graduate high school and that was such an accomplishment especially mm-hmm. for two friends that met each other in middle school I don't know it's just kind of a cool moment yeah absolutely and it's crazy that it's been 
almost 10 years too, I think since this picture was taken, like that's the other thing. And the reason why we picked it, I think is because it's been a long time since we Dang. were there too. I know. Wow. How I the know. time flies. Yeah, really though. <laughs> I think, you know, what's cute about this is we were in, you know, such different places at this time in our lives too. Like, yes, we were graduating high school and kind of in that same space, but I think our relationships were different. Our relationship with each other, you know, was still really close at the time. Yeah. It was like right before we had all these long distance years, you know, with each other too. So I think it's really nice to have that moment where we were just like together a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. You were on your way to university soon. I was staying in my hometown to go to the community college. So I think there's like a bit of sadness probably in this photo too that you don't see where it's like, well, we're graduating together, but we're also about to be separated soon. So, but I also knew that we would, we are <laughs> the kind of friendship where we don't have to talk for days and yet we yeah. can pick up right where we left off, which is one of my favorite things about our friendship is that's always been the case. I've never felt like even if a month went by, I wouldn't like come back to see you and feel awkward in yeah. the slightest. I would just be like, hey, it's it's us again. Uh -huh. Like we're, we're together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. There's no like awkwardness of, oh, has she changed? Is something different? Like there's there's none of that overthinking yeah. with you. So good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. It's It's always been very easy for us to start and stop wherever we're at. Absolutely. And, and I think that's even representative of, you know, us in this photo. I think we could probably take the same photo today and feel the same ways yeah. a little bit. So it's nice that, you know, even 10 years later, we have changed, but we haven't changed in some ways. Yeah, that's a cute idea. Maybe we should try to recreate <laughs> this. <one>. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that would be funny. We'll see. But yeah, I guess that's it. That's our quick little segment. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know if you did. We I'd be happy to do this again i think if we ever do switch our podcasts to being a visual podcast too where we have it on a youtube channel which we might be setting up soon mm -hmm. we'll be able to like have the image pulled up next to us while we're talking about it to give a better visual for y'all but yeah yeah thanks Alyssa, <laughs> and thank you all for listening and and taking the time to kind of reflect on our lives as we know it today um if you would like to follow us on Spotify or you can give us a five-star rating yes, or, or, you know, give us a good comment about, you know, something that you heard us talk about today, that would be amazing. And if you have any questions or want to, you know, keep up with us, get in touch with us, you can follow us on Instagram at sensitivesundays.podcast or you can email us at sensitivesundays.podcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you don't come back, we might cry. Don't make us cry. <laughs> I've cried so much. I can't yeah. cry anymore. Please don't make Carly cry more. She needs a break. <laughs> I need a pause. Um, and otherwise, you have a great Sunday and a good week. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.